I think it's time to make some in-house changes and coaching adjustments. Otherwise, 2023 will be a complete waste of time. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. And I really want to say thank you for uh, coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you like to watch on YouTube, do me a favor and hit that red subscribe button. It would mean a whole lot. And to those of you who already have, thanks again, as always. All right. Um, the Lincoln-Riley and Caleb Williams relationship has one more year together. Unless something odd happens. Um, so... Going into next season um, with a more difficult schedule, at least on paper, um, changes are going to need to be made. If this, especially if uh, Lincoln Riley continues to want to compete for national championships, that was his goal. They were playing for a championship in their first year. Well, they were on the precipice of playing for a championship in his first year, uh, but that is going to be the continued goal. So it. Look, Lincoln is a very smart dude when it comes to football IQ. Um, and on offense, he's a savant. The question everyone has, does he understand defense? Does he want to understand defense? Well, of course he does. We know he can read a defense. I mean, he, he brings one, he brings the opposition's defense to their knees, it seems like, every week So with his play calling. So we know he's how important a defense is. You've got to be able to stop one. Or well, a defense has to be able to stop an offense. Um, if Lincoln hasn't recognized that by now, uh, someone needs to really wake him up. Again, he knows this. Uh, but, you know, it's his own defense. Like I said, he knows this because his own defenses have let him down. Um you know, so why he brings them, the opposing team defenses to their knees, by the end of the year, you know, he's on his knees praying for a different type of, you know, outcome. But it's not coming. So as a head coach right now, Lincoln Riley, his, he has a one in four postseason record. And that's not a stat anybody wants to hang on their wall. It's not good. I mean, for all of his accolades, regular season, Coaching up three Heisman winners. No, he played for championships and one in four in the postseason. That sends a, uh, it tells a different story. Um, on yesterday's episode of Locked On, uh, Locked On USC, I started to dive into to some of the side effects of the of this most latest postseason loss. Uh, like I said, Riley's a really smart guy. He's He's not going to risk his basically what he's got a one-year relationship left with 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 Superman, Caleb Williams, on Alex Grinch's defense. So the question is, is he going to demand changes be made? And I'm not talking about you know replacing him. 
but that's one solution that obviously everybody wants as far as the fans are concerned. Um, if we're being pragmatic about it, it's much easier to replace a defensive coordinator than it is to replace half of your roster. Although USC is kind of going through that transition last year and into this year as well. College football rosters are, are always, they are always moving. Um, much more so now though, with the transfer portal in play. So again, I'm not necessarily talking about replacing him, um, but I am talking about Riley asking his friend, and I'm going to use his own words, to uh, to trust him if he asks him to make significant changes. So in other words, if Lincoln Riley says, hey, Alex, you need to make changes, is Alex going to trust his friend? Is he going to do it? Firstly, um, I would tell Alex, you need to ditch that speed defense uh, that you've been using since you were uh, being mentored by Mike Leach at Wazoo. And may the pirate rest in peace. Uh, but the way USC lost to Tulane was the epitome of Kuganin. I know I keep saying it, but you don't take a 99.7% probability rate of winning and lose a game. I mean, everybody knows there's nothing 100% in life other than death and taxes. But 99.7 was pretty damn close. So, look, Alex Grinch knows more than just one style of defense. Um, so, if that's the case, you've got to use different styles, different schemes to match your existing personnel uh, to, to the pieces you already have. Um you can't rely, can't always say, well, you know, these weren't the guys we had. Uh, and as I said previously um, on, on an episode earlier this week, not asking someone to do something they're capable of. That's, you know, kind of, that's where Lincoln Riley kind of needs to rip the Band-Aid off, so to speak. If he doesn't think Alex is capable of doing this, basically what he needs to do he needs to hug his good friend and say, let's get the families together during the offseason when we've got some spare time. Because if if those two can't trust each other, if Alex can't trust Lincoln's advice, um, you've got to separate. Again, you've got one year left. Uh, this is what Riley has to weigh and then decide. And he has to do it soon uh, because you know there's other adverse effects happening um, to the to the team, like player development. Uh, because the, te- the defense can't hold on to big leads. And when that happens, the backups aren't getting in and getting playing time. And those backups, uh, they're getting anxious and they're starting to hit the transfer portal. You know, some of the guys, you know, I understand that some of the guys who are going into the portal, they understand already that they are not in the team's future. Uh, they weren't recruited by this staff. But guys like C.J. Williams at wide receiver, um, he should have more than four receptions through 10 games after his freshman campaign. Uh, yes, he's only a freshman, but he's he's an old freshman. He's 20 years old. He's going to be 21 uh, by the time fall camp starts in 2023 as a sophomore. 
So, you know, his biological clock is ticking like Marissa Tomei's and uh, My Cousin Vinny. If you saw the movie, you'll get the reference. Very funny. But, you no, know, that's where he, that's where his head's at. There's rumors that he's, he's going to jump in the portal and he might head over to UCLA. And look, I get it. Um, the wide receiver room is crowded. It's good. It's deep. And you got a couple of guys coming in, another couple of freshmen, Zach Branch. Makai Lemon, two really, really, really good wide, wide receiver prospects. But the thing is, CJ plays a different role than those guys. What those guys are, when I say athletes, I'm talking about got game breakers that when the ball is in their hand, they can go at any moment uh, for a touchdown. CJ is a great receiver, but I don't know if you would put him into that category. And then as far as player development on, on defense, that falls squarely in Grinch's lap. But you can see how everything kind of works together. So um, it, it's, it, Lincoln's got a decision to make. They've got to make some, dis, they've got to make changes. Whether it's the defensive coordinator, whether it's a scheme, if you're going to keep him, um, does he have to change position coaches? We've heard Lincoln pretty much say it, that the talent level isn't what it's going to be 10 years from now. He was alluding to that we're going to be recruiting and bringing in a better caliber player across the board. Um, and, you know, if, if we're defending Grinch, he could say, well, you know, look, uh, the talent level that he inherited uh, wasn't championship level. So, again, Riley is, uh, he's addressed that and says they're recruiting to get better in the future, but that's kind of the catch-22. Do you kind of ride and die with Alex Grinch? Um, but make him change his ways this season coming up? Or do you bring in, you know, different position coaches that can maybe, I don't know, lead new ideas to Alex. In other words, force him, force Alex to make a decision. Are you going to be open-minded or are you going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I should go off and, and um, fly on my own, get out from under your wings, so to speak. If he doesn't do something, um, like I said, the, the Lincoln and, and Caleb show will be over before we know it. And, you know, all we'll have to show for it is some exciting times, fun, some really fun games to watch, and a Heisman Trophy. That's what we're going to have because there's not going to be a championship trophy anywhere close to Heritage Hall with the type of defense that USC is running right now. Just I, I, Look, I'm not telling any secrets, and I don't think I'm offending anybody by saying that. He doesn't just owe it to Caleb. And I'm speaking for Lincoln Riley. He owes it to himself and to the future of USC football as well. Because, uh, look, I can't imagine Lincoln Riley selling 16-play, nine-minute con ball-control drives um, to himself or, you know, to future Heisman winners uh, and elite athletes like Deuce Robinson, you know, the tight end who's probably going to end up at Georgia now once things change in the next few weeks. So yes, absolutely. 
you know, USC football isn't way better, isn't a way better place now than it was before Lincoln. But again, second place, you're just the first person to lose the race. So with that, head on over to betonline.net. They're your number one source for all of your betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, I know you do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, again, thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Make sure you get on over to Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you like to get your podcast. All right, so Bill Parcells said, your record is what you are. So, in other words, if you're two and six, no one wants to hear, hey, we had a really good week of practice. Oh, you know what? That same rule applies to uh, the Trojan defense. Yes, USC, they were 11 and three on the season. But all year, we heard the team had a really good week of practice. And you know, offensively, the, sure, the results showed themselves on the field. Well, no one wants to keep hearing hearing those words uh, without seeing the results show up on Saturdays. And specifically, defensively, those results weren't showing up. And then, especially after you had a full month off, essentially, to, with just practice, with minimal school interruptions, uh, to, to really focus in on what you needed to do to be better so you don't repeat the type of performance you had in the conference championship game. Sorry. I know. Very cynical. I'm not trying to rub anybody in particular's nose in it, but we know who, uh, who used those words. So, again, um, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm down or I'm souring on, on Lincoln Riley. I'm not. It would be the furthest thing <laughs> from how I feel. However, I also know hubris when I hear it. And because it takes one to know one. I will be the first to admit that. Um, and I, I and honestly, I have no qualms with self-confidence and believing in, in who and what you are. Uh, having strong principles are fantastic. I try and believe that I have very strong principles um, and, and carry my, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty self-confident. There's other things in my life that I'm not, but uh, when it comes to this type of stuff, I love speaking, getting in front of people. I've never been afraid of being in front of a crowd and, and having to talk. Um, anyways, uh, but you also have to be able to adapt uh, whatever beliefs you might have and because if you can't, that's a whole nother matter. And sometimes it means you, you, you kind of have to admit you were wrong. Um, for instance, like Lincoln Riley, would he come out flat out and say, you know what? 
I put Mario Williams in a terrible position. Why? In other words, <clears throat> if I'm asking Lincoln, why was he back there um, returning the, the kickoff? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, if you're anticipating an onside kick. Who put him in that position to fail? You know, you could also, Lincoln, would, as a coach, you'd probably say, well, you know, I'm putting him back there in a position to succeed. You want to give somebody the opportunity. So I, I, I sense, I can, I can sense that and understand that. But I look at it this way. If your starting wide receiver isn't good enough to be on the front line for the good hands team, you're anticipating a, an onside kick, then he doesn't belong out there in a high pressure situation, period. Yes, I understand you told him, fair catch the ball. You, you told him what to do. But it, if he's not comfortable back there, and he's already had kind of a rough game. He's he shown that he had dropped, I think, like three or four passes in the game. Maybe you don't want to put him in a high-pressure situation like that when your defense isn't holding up their end of the bargain. Um, because, you know, on that note, Mario starts to feel that additional pressure when he sees that his head coach is choosing to run the ball out of the end zone. They're, the position that, you know, Mario's play put the offense in instead of, you know, trusting your Heisman winner to, to throw the ball for a few yards, to get out of, you know, the shadow of the back of the end zone. The last thing you needed to happen at that moment was a safety. And you literally, the head coach, put yourself in the position for the other team to get a safety. And it started with the decision of putting Mario Williams to receive the, the kick. And then you compounded it with your play calling. <clears throat> so there's a reason why Lincoln Riley is a tremendous, a great recruiter on offense specifically, but he's, he's known as a very good recruiter. <clears throat> Excuse me. He knows how to talk to a room. But here's the thing. If the message keeps sounding the same, it, it's probably because it's been said and seen before and the results aren't matching the sales job. In other words, don't, don't tell me you've been working on this stuff to get it right for weeks, um, only to deliver, you know, and then show up at my table with a steak that's undercooked. Don't tell me you've been working on this recipe forever and you think you, you've got it down, you're going to make sure it tastes great, and then give me a raw piece of meat. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to say to myself, you know what? I heard this before. This is like not the first time you've given me an undercooked meal. All right. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. A little. Um, so we just, uh, if you're going to be like me and you're going to try and eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise the taste, the man, trust me, I got something for you. You got to try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty 
Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably awesome flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar. And while they do that while maintaining their macros. And what are macros? Well, um, they're healthy. They only have 130 calories and four grams of sugar and a seven and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's good for you. And guess what? Now you don't need to wait around to get a box. You don't have to order them online. You can still go to built.com, but you can actually go to Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab your box of Built Bars. There, you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or chocolate puffs. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Trust me, and then you can thank me later. Okay, so we know USC football season came to a grinding halt, and recruiting is kind of in a holding pattern right now while we wait for you know, the portal movement to end. What is it, January 15th or 18th? One of those two dates. And then we've got the early, not the early, excuse me, the February signing date in February for high school recruiting. <clears throat> so um, while we're kind of in that holding pattern, uh, with recruiting, I you know it's it's been kind of a rough start to the new year for USC men's athletics, specifically football, and then the basketball team took one on the shin as well um, at Wazoo against the Cougars. Yeah, yeah there's that connection again. <clears throat> Anyways, it's almost like a <laughs> it was meant to be. I don't know. Over the uh, the Trojans lost to Washington State on New Year's Day. Uh, by 10 points, 81 to 71, despite having four players, four starters, score double double figures. Uh, if you're watching this episode of Locked on USC, first thing Thursday, tonight, tonight, yeah, Petros, um, USC travels to Poly Pavilion, and they're going to take on the number 10 ranked UCLA Bruins, who, by the way, they swept the Washington Road Tip. Uh, Washington road trip. USC did, they split up there. USC won up in Seattle before uh, uh, losing in Pullman. Um, what happened in Pullman was it, it can't happen at Poly Pavilion because otherwise USC is going to get embarrassed and run off the court. But just as a reminder, uh, Wazoo made 14 three pointers. Um, so, yeah. Perimeter defense needs to get better. Uh, overall, USC, excuse me, Washington State shot 48.3 from downtown, from three-point range, and 49% from the field overall, while USC was just three for 18 uh, from behind the arc. So it was kind of an ugly loss. And this is what they're walking into, the Bruins den, so to speak. UCLA, since they... Uh, they they reeled off 10 straight wins. And that came after they lost back-to-back -back games to Illinois and Baylor. Those who were ranked, by the way. 
Um, and since then, in that 10-game 10, 10 winning streak, they, they had also included wins against Maryland from the Big Ten and Kentucky from the SEC. Record-wise, USC is 11-4 and 3-1 and and in the conference, and the Bruins are 13-2 and overall, 4-0 in conference. Last year, when these two teams got together during the regular season, they split the meetings, each winning at home, and then UCLA holds the tiebreaker when they beat USC in the Pac-12 semifinals. Now, when USC beat UCLA last year, they did it without Evan or Isaiah Mobley. Evan was already off to the NBA becoming a uh, superstar, the unicorn that will eventually be a Laker soon. Please. Um, and Isaiah was still hanging out, sitting out. He had a he was dealing with a broken nose at the time. In that game, though, Drew Peterson went off. I mean, dude went ham. Is that what the young guys say? They go ham. He had 27 points, 11 rebounds, I think uh, four assists. He did everything in the USC victory. And then um, he's going to need some help. And Boogie has been playing very well lately. So he and Boogie are going to need some help. And they're going to need it from their bench. Um, Otherwise, like I said, the Trojan misery in 2023 is going to kind of continue. It's not off to a good start on the men's side. And this victory is going to, I don't know if it's going to tell how it's going to play out, but the schedule is going to be a little bit more challenging coming up through the month of January. After UCLA on Thursday, uh, the team gets the week off. And then next Thursday, uh, they start the weekend series with Colorado and Utah. And then after that, they head on the road to the Arizonas before they come back um, to host UCLA at the end of January. So, uh, again, this is uh, it, this is going to be one of those that the part of the the schedule where this team's going to have to really come together, and, and we're going to find out if they're you know what kind of quality they are. How I think they're good enough to make the tournament. But we'll find out how far they can go in the tournament. Are they a championship-level squad? Probably not. They don't have a point guard, even though they play small ball. And unless these guys start rebounding better and you know playing better perimeter defense, as I mentioned a moment ago, the Bruins are going to embarrass them flat out. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of style that Enfield decides to uh, employ tomorrow, or tonight, in tonight's game. It's Thursday. Um, UCLA has a true point guard in Tiger Williams, and he's really good. He knows how to run that offense for their head coach, McCronin. USC doesn't have uh, a true point guard. What they do have are enough guys who can ro- that they can rotate onto Tiger and bug the hell out of him, make life difficult for him, get in his grill, get under his shirt, but don't foul him. Make him throw bad passes. Make every possession difficult. That's gonna. That's is is what's gonna make USC successful. Rely on your defense, and that will transition into offense. Get out on the break. Um. And 
by the way, I'm going to be there uh, watching this. Hopefully, uh, USC can get the victory, and then they can start the just-like-football chant. I would do it if I could get away with it. Trust me, if I could get away with it, I would do it. But I'm there in a professional manner, so I can't be up there in the media row saying, just like football. Although, uh, as a fan, I will be singing it really loud in my head. But in order, for in order for that to happen, USC, you got to get the win. I'll be back with another episode of Locked on USC, talking about that game, as well as what everybody wants to talk about, what's going on with the football team. But again, football season's over. Time to get behind men's basketball and other USC sports, but we will always focus on USC football here. But again, I love basketball, and I'm going to make you love basketball as well. So until the next episode of Locked on USC, which comes at you five days a week, when you're done here making Locked on USC your first listen, you're going to make Locked on Sports your second listen, and then you're going to race on over to wersc.com. Take advantage of that $10 VIP subscription special. It's not going to last forever. And that will take you all the way through fall camp 2023. So if you want to know what's going on behind the scenes with uh, coaching maneuvers, recruiting, portal movement, all that good stuff, you got to head on over to wersc.com because what I don't tell you here, I'll write about and tell you over there. Until then, 